to another episode of the Fifth Grade Futures Podcast. We are a class of 10, 11, and 12-year-olds from Troy, Michigan, making a podcast that turns our learning into something that matters beyond the walls of our classroom and lasts past our current marking period. We're not just here to learn in order to pass a test or get a good grade. We know that we, when we learn new information, we need to take our learning and do something with it to either improve our own lives, the lives of others, or the environment around us. So in today's episode, episode number two, we're going to be talking with three experts from our class. We're going to be talking with Jason, John, and Lily about the Civil War and the time period that followed immediately, sometimes known as Reconstruction, but also known as the Jim Crow era, all the way leading up to the Civil Rights Movement. So welcome to you three, and let's get started. My name is John, and Jason, I have a question for you. What were the main reasons that the South proposed to start the Civil War? An excellent question, John. The main reasons, as mentioned on the floor of our United States Congress, were they wanted to continue slavery in their own states. Two, they wanted to make slavery legal in the new states. Three, they wanted the North to stop interfering with the practice of slavery through news reports, songs, and other publications. Four, they wanted the North to stop assisting freedom seekers, the better, more acceptable term for runaway slaves, on the Underground Railroad. Five, Abraham Lincoln had been elected president who was more or less against slavery and refused to accept him as their leader. As you can see, the South was willing to fight and die to keep slavery alive. It wasn't about the state's rights as much, it was about keeping other people under the foot of those in power. Great, can you tell us more about the battles? Sure, the bloodiest battle in the war was the Battle of Gettysburg, and it raged on for three whole days. Three days? That's a lot. Hey, did you know that I have been to the Gettysburg battlefield? No, I haven't. Yeah, that's right. Sure was a trip. (laughs) That was very interesting. Could you tell us more about the Ku Klux Klan? Sure, let's begin with when it all started after after the war. Some white men in white robes with hoods got together and formed the KKK and started terrorizing and even killing African Americans. There has been two recent sightings of a KKK member. One was a month back when a man in Gross Point, Michigan, flew the KKK flag and people started protesting outside his house. The other one was a week ago when someone flew the flag at his black neighbor's house. This is why we need to take action against race racism. Thank you so much for that, Olivia, Juliana, and Jason. And it's, you bring up a really important point, which is that, you know, even though this seems like old history, something that happened a long time ago, something that you just read about in a textbook, Jason, as you said, it's still continuing to happen today, which is why we need to continue to learn about it so that we can fight against it, right? For as long as there have been systems of oppression in our country, it's important to also know that there have always been, um, you know, people working to disrupt that power imbalance. There have always been people who have been fighting against it as well. Abolitionists who wanted to end slavery, the civil rights leaders who wanted to give everybody equal rights. And today there's us, right? There's anti-racists. So I'm going to read a quote to you guys. And I want you to think about what does this mean to you? This is a quote by Tiffany Jewell, 
who's the author of the book, This Book is Anti-Racist, 20 Lessons on How to Wake Up, Take Action, and Do the Work. And she says this, so listen carefully, guys. Ready? The history we carry with us is in each and every one of us. You will make your ancestors proud. You are a part of their stories of resistance. You will move us forward. So, John, what do you think that first part means? The history we carry with us is in each and every one of us. I think it is very important to learn our history because if you don't learn about it, you can accidentally say something that will offend people and not know it. Thank you for that, John. So, Olivia, the second part of the quote said, you will make your ancestors proud. Who do you think they mean, and how can we do that? I think they mean that the people that were enslaved, the people that were against slavery, and the people that were just bystanders that made the choices back then. Now we can make choices today that can change our future. And Jason, the last part of it says, you are part of their stories of resistance, and you will move us forward. What do you think that means? I think that means we need to work to end racism with our actions, words, and feelings. And if we don't do this, eventually things will not look good in the future. So thank you so much, Jason, Olivia, and John, for thinking about um, Tiffany Jewell's words. And now to end our episode for today, we have Juliana to read a poem from the anthology of poetry called Woke. What poem have you selected for us today, Juliana? What's in my toolbox by Olivia Gatewood. We can't choose the way we're born. Some of us are born with two parents. Some ones, some none. Some of us are born with legs that we can walk with. Some of us need a little help. Some of us get the to eat when we are hungry. Some of us still haven't. When a person has a privilege, it is a toolbox. They were born with hammers and nails that make that make it easier for them to walk through the world because the world is in all of its beauty and excitement and variety can still be very hard in which to live. Privilege makes it easier for some people. A white person can walk down the street and not worry about being discriminated against while a person of color cannot. Our friends might have a toolbox filled with gadgets we wish we had or we, we might have gizmos we don't even know others don't have. And we, even though it's true we don't choose privilege, we still have the toolbox with us all the time. We can choose to keep the tools for ourselves, or we can choose to use it to help people who don't have what we do. We can ask our parents to pick our friends up from practice if, the, if they don't ha have a ride. We can tell our school we, we need more ramps for kids on wheels. We can invite people over for dinner and send them off with full belly. Privilege might make it easier for one person to build the house, but that doesn't mean they should build it just for themselves. If we have privilege, we must listen. When we understand each other, we can build a house that fits everyone. We can use our tools to build the house together. In this house, the door is always open. Come in. Wow, that was the perfect poem for today's episode. We all have a toolbox. Some of us have more tools than others. And those who have all of the gadgets and gasmos must use those to help other people, right? Um, so who's got something else to say about this? What does this poem make you think? What does this poem make you feel? What does this poem make you wonder? After hearing that poem, that makes me think 
what everybody else has in their toolbox, wondering how the, everybody else can use those to help other people, and not just everybody else, but myself included. After me saying that poem, that kind of made me remind of people having to stick together even though the color of their skin. Exactly. So in that poem, they were talking about how, um, you know, white people walking down the street don't have to worry about being discriminated against. And yet, because of a little extra melanin in your skin tone, some people are treated differently, and that's not fair. So those of us who have that privilege, that word that they used was privilege, it means that we need to redistribute our privilege. We need to use our privilege to help others. Can you imagine if a, a, a construction worker... Uh, would never build a house for anybody else and only build houses for themselves, that would be ridiculous. And th there would never be neighborhoods. There would never be buildings and businesses. So the people with the tools, the people who have the privilege, need to help the people who don't. Be allies, co-conspirators, and most importantly, friends, right? We hope what you like what you heard in the second episode of the third season of the Fifth Grade Features podcast. Please share this link, rate us, and subscribe in order to help share our message around the world.